Welcome back to the Weekly Way, and this is Alan Sterk, host of this lovely podcast. We're in Santa Gala Studios here with my boy Eric. We're going to recap UFC 215. We're going to talk about the judging conundrum, which has somewhat plugged, played the sport over the past countless years. We'll also get into what's going to happen to Flyweight Division and previewing this Pittsburgh card. What do you think about this 215 card? You know, I mean, obviously it had the whole Demetrius Johnson, Ray Borg not, not happening, which I guess was a bummer because a lot of people wanted to see uh, that, that record-breaking victory for Demetrius. Uh, but all in all, I thought the card was actually it was it was pretty solid. Um, the main card lived up to a lot of I mean I don't want to say lived up to expectations. I don't know that there were that many expectations, but uh, there were some really good fights on the card. Um, Real action packed, yeah, I thought. Yeah, particularly the you know you start out with a banger as expected. Yeah, and made a sacrifice not so much, but just for the till the main event, like you you got your money's worth. I thought I know pay per view buy rate will not be. That's significant, yeah, I mean, but I thought just in terms of craving action, you got a lot of fast-paced stuff, and you got a couple of definitive finishes. Yeah, yeah, you had those two really, really big, big-time wins for, for RDA and for Cejudo, which we'll get into in a little bit as well, but uh, I guess we start off with, with the first fight on the card, which was uh, Gil versus Jeremy. What'd you think? I've criticized Jeremy Stevens a lot of people have in the past for being somewhat one-dimensional. He's kind of a headhunter. Mm-hmm. Talk about mixing it up those leg kicks good lord (laughs) i couldn't believe it because stevens like we saw the moicano fight was the last yeah all right Mm -hmm. and i thought he was just like chasing he was whiffing a lot it was good to see him diversify his attack and he just chopped gilbert down and i know he says something about gilbert not really evolving yeah uh yeah well that's a known thing with the diaz brothers just that stockton camp uh scrap pack shot them but uh yeah, I thought Gil actually looked good in the first round. He, he landed a few decent combinations, and he fought at a pretty good pace. Uh, the weight cut went really well. Yeah. I was surprised by that, given that uh, it was his first cut, and, you know, these older fighters going down, he always had that little, yeah. you're a little hesitant to see how he looks. But I thought Gil, at least physically, but, man, it just Jeremy Stevens, uh, just too much for him. Yeah, I mean, based off age and based off the, the last showing we got from, from Stevens, I didn't expect much from this fight at all. I, I mentioned in, in our preview uh, but boy, was I wrong. I mean, like you said, uh, Gills, like his style, his, his pressure was working early on. And I think the leg kicks are what ended up making a huge difference in this fight. I mean, we all saw the pictures of Gilbert's leg. It was, it was absolutely brutalized. He was going down. He couldn't, he could barely stand. You you could have, like, you could have seen the ref stop the fight and been okay with it. But man, well, what heart from Gilbert, first of all, and then what what a great fight all around from Jeremy Stevens. He looked he looked fast in there too. He looked really fast because you thought the Barbosa fight couldn't get any worse for Gilbert taking yeah. kicks. Yeah. Then look what happens to this. It was weird because I obviously got chipped down, uh, I chopped out, but it was just see him fall into guard like that. It reminded yeah. me of Verdum over, and I was like, oh man, see a warrior like Gil just get chopped down at this. It was it was a barn to watch. I think his records one five in the UFC. I want to call him a bust because it's just weird circumstances. I know he failed that drug test, but mm-hmm. it's it's a bummer because when back in the day with Strike Force, him and Josh Thompson had these classic yeah. fights, and he was really good. And it was a you can make a very good argument that he beat Ben Anderson years ago during the unification of the lightweight belts. But it just I don't know he. Uh, like uh, Steven said, just hasn't evolved because mm-hmm. he, he was mostly boxy. He couldn't really, he didn't really shoot any takedowns. Like, you didn't really see much uh, diversity out of his attacks. Yeah. And Steven's just, 
I, I was generally surprised to see him use the leg kicks like that. Yeah, I think I think that was one of one of his best performances all around. And and but I want to know how much do you think uh, was because of the leg kicks that we didn't see Gilbert like, go for a takedown? You said or, or yeah. diversity in his attack, or how much do you think that is just? Stevens landed a few uppercuts too. I think it was yeah. the end of the second. Oh mm-hmm. man, he staggered him. Stevens known for throwing that wild looping uppercut. Yeah. I think he rocked Hendon Burrell mm-hmm. with that yeah. a couple uh, years ago. Actually, last year when you come to think of it. But yeah, I th- I, Stevens he had a lot of forward pressure. You saw him coring go against the cage, and it's just he's wild. And I was really surprised this isn't this didn't end up being just this all out brawl because yeah. those are you know picture both fighters their styles just very action-packed and they're gonna be right in your face but it was stevens that pretty much imposed his will yeah i mean at the end of the first round too i was so sure that there there was going to be a finish within the second and third round especially after the second round where he was sitting there and he didn't not that he didn't want to go back in there but he was defeated you could tell his leg was up his leg was was completely shot and and what heart from gilbert melendez to to stay in that and you jeremy stevens you saw him like clapping for him in the middle of the third round you rarely said from like a veteran like jeremy stevens his hard nose is just ready to scrap and Look, Stevens gets criticism, but and you, some people associate him being a journeyman. But you, look at his perseverance. He's been, I think, ten years in the UFC, and yeah. he's still a top ten guy. He's still getting big time fights, and he's going to be around. I don't know if he'll ever get a title shot, but he's still there, and he's put on action packed fights. I mean, he's call, calling out Aldo. What do you think? Would you like to see that? Uh, not really. You know but, <laughs> it's a little, a little bizarre. But <laughs> look, you have to call it the best, yeah, right? That's true. It worked for him against Frankie Edgar, yep. and that was a pretty compelling fight. Mm-hmm. I think he staggered Edgar in the second round, if I recall. But uh, maybe he's uh, maybe a bit up above his weight with all those. Yeah. Uh, next fight, we have Ir Latifi. I don't know if he halted the hype train of Tyson Pedro. I don't even know if there was a real hype train with Tyson Pedro, but uh, I kind of called this. You did. Going to grapple him. This yeah, you did. him. Tyson Pedro, I don't know. Do you think he was just too much one shots? He only put much combinations together. Yeah, I mean, pretty like, predictable. Yeah, it was it was very predictable, and you you did call it. Anyone who listened to the two fifteen pre- preview got that one. Uh, Allen got that one very correctly. I thought I thought Pedro would land like a hard shot and get the knockout. Yeah. I, that, that was my prediction. Didn't come out <laughs> as planned. Um, it was, I mean, it, it wasn't like you said the most compelling fight on the card, um, especially after the Stevens Melendez fight. That was a, such a huge like. A very compelling fight, and then you got into that. Uh, I, I like Pedro. I mean, I think a lot of guys learn from from losses. This is definitely a loss you can learn from. He hasn't been out of the first round until this fight. Uh, in this he was six and zero prior to this, right? With six first round finishes, also, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, listen, he's doesn't. Look, it's a durable experience. veteran. I know yeah. Latifi only has about seventy fights, but Latifi's been a lot of high spots. He's talking about guys fought Bader, Musasi. Like he's been yeah. in there with top level trains with Gustafson. Yeah, exactly. So. I don't think this is a huge setback. He has plenty of time to get experience, but you just saw the the discrepancy and just how uh, the grappling was. I guess. Yeah. Once Latifi gets a hold of you because he's so heavy, mm-hmm. and uh, once like, I think he went for a head kick. Yeah. Was it the first or second round, Pedro? In I'm pretty sure that was in the first round. Maybe through. Yeah, that's what, like those attacks like that. Like those high risk, yeah. high reward. Yeah. When you don't have that much experience grappling i don't think pedro is really known for that it's risky against a guy like Gatifi, who you know is going to grapple with you for the most part yeah he'll throw a couple crazy strikes for, but you saw i think remember in the john levante fight he just got a hold yeah. of him and throw, threw him down That's yeah it was it. very similar um the next fight was cejudo versus wilson hayes that was i was very impressed with, with, with cejudo that right hand uh 
you saw you heard Joe Rogan say from the first fifteen seconds yeah. he was on, <laughs> yeah. like he put on a clinic. Yeah, I had no idea he had it. And now the Cormier I mentioned on the broadcast, so he trained Machida before this fight. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. wild. So, because he came on a karate stance, and people yeah. was like, "Wait, this is a wrestling <laughs> karate stance." And for the first four minutes, he didn't shoot him once. Yeah. And I think Annex like, "Oh, he hasn't even shot any," and then he shot him right afterwards. Yeah. And oh man, like how crazy was that? Like, I, that's a performance right there. It's like that's a performance where you put him in a tough fight. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say clearly exactly. showed that he evolved. Yeah. Yeah, man, and that like that right like i said that right hand was so fast like you if you watch that in fast in in regular time that was ridiculously fast and put put haste down it was that was that was an awesome performance from him man i think i don't think he got touched it was crazy yeah it, it, it was pretty dominant man it was we're talking about two top five flyweights yeah. i don't know what the ranks said but look haste was just in a title yeah he had, so a t- had, he had to be up yeah. there but, but how about Sue also mixed up like he hit he landed a head kick and then threw like a flying knee yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Like there was one knee like it was like a uh, front knee that Cerrone likes to use a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. And Sue just got hazed and oh man, you just t- you could tell that he had no adjustment plan. Mm-hmm. Like Reyes, he tried going on the ground a little bit, but then he realized, all right, I'm just getting totally outstruck. Yeah. It's only maritime. It's good to see the flyways finishing because you yeah. don't see many flyway finish like that, especially something so violent. Yeah. Uh they, I know they're they're talking about uh him and and Sergio, at least that's what a lot of people are saying. That should happen. I, I mean, so it's happened last May. Yeah, yeah. That'd uh, be cool. It would. I uh, I guess you're gonna have to. We'll talk about this later. Also, the Demetrius Johnson Ray Borg, you're gonna have to reschedule. But I would uh-huh. definitely like to see Sahudo get a title uh-huh. shot. I think I know. I know he lost the first time, but I I'm, think, cu- I'm curious how old is he? Because isn't it a little shocking to see? Oh wow, he's thirty. That's you can still because I you don't see wrestlers like him evolve. Yeah. A lot of mm-hmm. these wrestlers they rely on one punch. Yeah, they kind of rest on their laurels. He, I couldn't believe he came out of karate stance. Yeah. He's just throwing these strikes. It was easily to be the most unbelievable points of the night. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree 100 with you. And and also coming off his last fight, I know it was a loss to Benavides, but it pretty controversial. Yeah, it was a controversial loss. It was one you could have back to back wins off Benavides and, and Wilson Hayes, which are two top five light, mm-hmm. t- top five top five flyweights. Yeah, yeah. So you've always been kind of high on Suha. Like you, yeah, you've like, talked him yeah, up a bit. I like Suha. I yeah. like his. I like him. I watched. I watched his Ultimate Fighter season with Benavides before okay. that fight. Also, it was it was pretty cool. And I mean, he's, he's an Olympic medalist. Yeah. He's he just he's been on the back burner. Like you haven't heard yeah. much about him because he missed the weight cut didn't go yeah. right. And then uh, against Benavides, that fight was kind of under rare. Mm. Like ever since he lost the Mighty Mouse, which couldn't have looked worse. Yeah, exactly. Because he was kind of talking big game. Which hey, at least he built the fly. Like that might have been one of the best promoted flyweight mm-hmm. fights in recent America. Yeah. So Hudo, you actually built them up as somewhat of a viable challenger. Yeah. And I think after this fight you could do it again. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So Rafael Dos Anjos, Neil Magny. <laughs> totally botched this one. Yeah, <laughs> we, we both did. Oh, that was awful. That was crazy because uh Dos Anjos, everyone's worried about when because he's kinda undersized one seventy, when is the like stature, when's it gonna affect eventually? I just thought a rangy Long striker yeah. and Neil May, mm-hmm. and dude, he just leg kicked him, got on top. I had no idea Dos Anjos would be that heavy on yeah. top at one seven. him. How crazy was that? <laughs> yeah, that was insane. I think they, it was his first submission since uh, they forgot what the date they said it was. I think it was. I got. I got to look it up quickly. Thirteen, um, but but still, man, that it was insane to see him on top and like you said, just dominant like that on top, just smothered him. Uh, because. It, Magny, he's been kind of susceptible to like his. You remember the uh, Lorenz Larkin fight mm-hmm. where he just got just 
Storch, like he just got completely ripped off because yeah. Larkin just kept throwing his leg kicks, then he kept throwing the front body kicks, and mm-hmm. Manny had no answer. And but this time it was like a combination of that fight and then a combination of the fight against Manny. Whenever Manny loses, it's in very definitive fashion yeah. because <laughs> it, unfortunately for him, he just can't recover. I'm not calling Manny a front runner because that would be pretty harsh, especially remember the Hector Lombard fight. Yeah, that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. <laughs> but. It's Maddie, his inability to recover. I was a little surprised because I know he puts a lot of work into his ground game. I know he trains with uh, those guys in Colorado, uh, Elliot Marshall, mm-hmm. yeah, the, who's high, very highly regarded. And it was, I don't want to say like the amateur, but it was very dominant. Like there was one sequence where I was really impressed with those lines. He, he need him to the body when I think he was in uh, side control, mm-hmm. and that's how he got full mount. Yeah. And then that's where he secured. Like it was just a beautiful transition. Like, because uh, I, I thought at first he was trying to go for full mount, but then he went to side control. But then the way he used the knee mm-hmm. to struggle the body, get him all loosened up. Just beautiful performance. And the science is a guy that people have kind of, their guys kind of fallen under the radar, right? Yeah, and I mean, you look at that division, you, you could make a case for him being one of the next guys for a title shot to get Woodley. We've, we've been talking about there's no one left in that division right now. So uh, it's a very, very big win for him against a tough opponent, um, a guy that you, you you and I both thought would give him a lot of issues, mm-hmm. um, stepping up to 170. But All right, the Sinus' last submission victory was May 15, 2012 against, I don't even know who this is, <laughs> Kamal Shahouris. There you go. I, I re- man, I do not remember it. That was on the Korean Zombie Poirier card. Oh my god, one of the craziest fights. God bless Korean Zombie. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, like I couldn't believe how dominant it was because you expect man, this is a pretty high profile fight for him and for the science, of course. But just the way he got out grappled and seeing the science that heavy on, I couldn't believe it because mm-hmm. the science, it, like he ragged all the couple of opponents at one fifty five. I remember Pettis, he took down a bit. But just to see him do against a, someone at 170, that's so. I don't know. If, you think Magny's one of the bigger welterweights? Yeah, I know he's kind of skinny, he's but tall. He's tall, he's, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a hard thing to deal with, especially when when you're when you're a guy like Dos Anjos. I mean, look, this looks like it probably might be the right. It's. I mean, not probably. It definitely is the right. Oh weight no, weight. it is. Yeah. So when, when you have to, when you pass out from a weight cut, you know it's not yeah. a division no more. Yeah. Well, what happened with him and Al- against Alvarez was just. Mm-hmm. I was shot that even fall because anytime you hear a guy that passed that pass out during yeah. a weight cut, that's not a good sign. Yeah, I don't know what happened with weight cut against Ferguson, but mm-hmm. oh, but wait, did you hear that he was training with uh, Perillo? Was he really? That's what Rogan said on the broadcast. I, I must have. I didn't hear that. Uh, we we have no uh, yeah. <laughs> we have no frame of reference on like how his box looked because uh, yeah. didn't even use it. But uh, that's, that's that's an interesting, interesting. move because. Yeah. Perillo, you can't deny his success. I guess that's something we're definitely gonna have to look out for now in his next fight. I, I something I gotta look up too. Yeah. Man, I didn't even know that. Man, I would love to see him against Masvidal, but they got Masvidal, Warner Boy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who who's he gonna fight next because, like I said, the it's options cool. are limited there. But look, Dosano says built his career back up because ugh, losing on that McGregor fight really damaged his stock, and then to get mm-hmm. just blasted up by Eddie. Was, yeah, like the the first fight was compelling, but he, I thought he. Pretty much Hanley lost that. Like yeah. He got outstruck in that. And Ferguson was kind of toying with him at the yeah. end. Like This really helped him build back up his career. Because no one really saw the Safadine fight. Let's yeah, be honest. exactly. That, that, that fight would have kind of fell on the radar. Just just to get the recognition back there. And look, he's a former champ. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. had a pretty phenomenal run. run. Yeah. Considering the lightweight division where yeah. it's very difficult. Who He beat Pettis. Uh, who are we missing? Uh, Cerrone. Yeah. 
I think that's it. But but he beat Diaz before, and he mm-hmm. knocked out Benson. That yep. was the first person to knock out Benson. So like he had a really good two year run before uh, losing to Alvarez in pretty freak fashion. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see him him Cerrone back over one seventy. I know they just put Cerrone on. A well, he's already beat him twice. I don't know yeah, how much. Uh, or I mean, him was Robbie too. There's this that wow that could actually be a thing. Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not much else between. Gunnar Nelson, Ponzinibbio, yeah, like yeah, that's a good point. I just it's I don't know that size against a guy like Willie yeah. worries me. Like Willie yeah. gets on top of you, like he just takes it down. But I did like what Dosanya said. After he said, "I'll make Woodley fight." I think yeah. that's the right thing to say. Yeah, like you want to go get fans, just say, "I'm gonna make sure Tyron Woodley <laughs> fights." Fight, yeah, yeah. We're only gonna see a repeat of his uh, previous best. <laughs> but uh, let's get into the main event. Who'd you score for? I had Shevchenko, uh, but I I want to say I did not think it was a complete controversy the way that that Shevchenko made it seem at the end of the fight. I don't want to judge fighters coming off the emotions of a fight. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 hard enough they had to do interviews, especially a loser. Yeah, let alone where like I don't like criticizing a fighter like their post fight reaction. Like I, I like to hear her response after she actually rewatches it. Although knowing her and like her background, I don't yeah. think she's really gonna change her opinion. But I like I don't like assessing a, a fighter's IQ when it's like, oh, like of course they're gonna emotionally right. They just lost a short t- uh they lost on split decision, and th- mm-hmm. that was their second loss star. So who knows she'll, if she'll ever get a rematch? But did you have rounds two, three, and four? Yeah. Okay, that was yeah, like the one consensus in five for Nunez. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's was something I kept seeing on Twitter. And which, and even f- like f- I know she had the the. the uh, Shevchenko lost round five other yeah. than Nunez really won it. She put herself in that terrible position. The head arm throw. Yeah. yeah. Man. Uh, after it being such a uh, utilized thing in women's MMA, Ronda, <laughs> it kind of ruined her chances. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I like I, I Again, I don't think it was completely controversial. I, I do get it. Um, I've seen worse. I'll, I guess I'll say. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like it wasn't that egregious. Yeah. That's what. But whenever uh, like Nunez become a little bit unpopular, so yeah. whenever it's an unpopular figure, and when the unpopular figure doesn't really do anything definitive in the fight, yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's going to spark more controversy. Also, I mean, she seemed very like hyped up that she got through five rounds. She didn't really do enough to, to for me. To, yeah, she didn't really do enough in those little rounds for me to say, "Oh wow, she she really worked on her cardio." Which I'm not saying she didn't work on her cardio. She definitely mm-hmm. has, but she, it was kind. Of, she was a little bit inactive in, in the middle rounds. Like it was, she was not. If she was not doing enough for me to say, "Okay, like cardio is not an issue for her," which is I think what she was trying to get out at, at the end of the fight. Like, listen, I've been here for five rounds. <laughs> Shevchenko said if there were five rounds. That, that she would have beat me. It's it's. Well, I think it was a little a different. Weird point. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like I know she want to be aggressive because we see Shevchenko, uh, just pick apart. Yeah. Fights. Look at the Holly Holm fight and uh, of course Julian Pena. Like Shevchenko so dangerous on the feet, but I thought she was kind of controlling the fight. Yeah. Just, just in terms of using angles and like Nunez really can land any combinations and like besides uh the leg kicks, which I think how did Shevchenko get busted? Was it through checking a kick or I think, I think she, she was checking. Bu- I. I mean, it was either she was checking. I think she was checking. Yeah, but she, I she think she saying, might injure herself, though. Yeah, she was yeah. saying, like, this is what means I kick hard. Which yeah. might maybe she, that, I mean, yeah, I'll have to go back and look at that. Like, yeah. I usually like tactical battles, but, like, if you, the feeling out process of a tough fight. You yeah. give them five minutes. Yeah. Let them feel it out. Second round, if it's a little more of a tablet, I understand. But when the action doesn't pick up in the third, fourth, yeah. eventually fifth round, that's when it becomes tiresome. Yeah. And this fight did get tiresome. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really want to enjoy this, but... 
it definitely left a lot to be desired, especially yeah. in the later rounds. Like, I understand Shevchenko fighting her style, and look, she controlled it, and I thought she, at times, especially in that fourth round, was kind of picking Nunez apart, yeah. but uh, just, uh, I think the fifth round, not to say she won, because I thought she did win. Yeah. I thought 48-47, rounds two, four, she won. Yeah. But fifth round, you would like to see in her win it a little bit more definitive. It's kind of mm. like the whole Johnny Hendricks GSP thing. Yeah. Like Johnny took that whole fifth round off in that fight. Mm. And I'm not saying Valentina took that fifth round off. No way. She went for a hard arm. But I kind of wish she was more active. But you can say the same thing about Nunes. Yeah. That's what makes the fight so frustrating. Yeah, and it, it, like, we didn't get really a clear answer. Yeah. neither. Ne- I don't think either fighter did enough to, to deserve. I mean, I don't say deservedly win. But neither fighter did enough to win, I, I guess, to, to win the belt. Like, do you really, like, could you even do a third fight? Like, I don't know. I don't know if there's even interest for it. I mean, but what? Uh, what's what's next for both fighters then? What would you say would be... Well, Kat Zagano's beaten Nunez, but she, I yeah. think she needs at least one fight to be active. Yeah. But other than that, he has not a lot out there. That's what I'm so worried Holly about. Holm, this. but she's going up. Fight cyber. Yeah. That has to happen, man. Just pure spectacle, that has to happen. But I think that's the issue, implementing more weight classes. Like this 125 is going to take, like Valentina can easily go down to 125 yeah. now. Yeah. Except that huge that. fight with Joanna. Like, mm-hmm. That's why I wonder with the UFC, like all this talk about lack of stars and roster depth. It's like, all right, you're building another division. Yeah. And it's like, like where are the contenders at? Because like, uh, Ronda losing her was huge, but I think people underestimate how valuable Misha Tate was. Like Misha Tate was actually a pretty big deal. Yeah. And for them to lose her, like they could have used her, man. Like, yeah. But I don't know. It was a weird fight. Like I was, I don't know. You, you were pretty underwhelmed, right? Yeah, I wasn't. I, I was by the fourth round. Just it was. Yeah, I kind of shut the sound off and <laughs> went to watching college football. But I had it on on my computer still. But it was. It was just I don't know. I was because both fighters have done so well. Like they 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 have highlight reels. Yeah, but Amanda Nunez. Yeah, oh, she's violent. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. And then Valentina, what she's done in the last two fights is, and then the first fight because people forget about the first fight because that was on the McGregor Diaz card, and uh, it was that just was it was good. like the opening fight on the card. But people yeah. like I like I remember I was at studio for that. Like people were not paying attention. I was trying to pay attention to it, but like people were just kept buying. Yeah. Like this is a pretty good fight, yeah. but then, like I can't like I somewhat vaguely remember it, but. I mean, that was in the second round. Nunez almost uh, got ended up with the finish, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah and okay. then Shevchenko came back and, <laughs> and almost ended up winning the fight also. That was, yeah, I don't know. Let's get into the uh, our hot topic, which is involving judging. Now, judging, we'll never get a final default answer because, look, between athletic commissions and just all the nonsense that goes behind, whether it's all in Las Vegas or, hey, even Edmonton, Edmonton, their athletic commission has been under fire because uh, Tim Haig, yeah. the guy who died. And then, then we had something we've got to talk about a little bit also was, was the Gavin Tucker. Not yeah. Stopped, but. Oh, man. Yeah, we should definitely. Oof. <laughs> I solved two broken orbital bones, yeah. broken jaw. I, I didn't even see the whole list of injuries. but They said four, but I saw two uh, fractured orbitals, I think I saw. Yeah. That's scary. Like I, I remember Jake Ellenberger suffered one, yeah. and that looked scary for him. Scared two. That 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 should have been stopped, man. That, there was no reason to keep that going. He was. He, did you see the the thing where his like fiance had to be like escorted out because she was so like visibly upset? Yeah, it's that's <laughs> like a mother. Like that's yeah. scary. Like some like watch your kid play football. Like. Yeah, but that it was just that was just brutal for the premier organization of mixed martial arts. Just to, and the corner should take some yeah offense that like. Uh, one of the more things you don't see in MMA is people throwing, throwing the, the towel. towel. Yeah. 
Like, I think the one time I saw was when Nick Diaz threw it on Nate when Nate <laughs> got dropped by uh, Josh Thompson, the head yeah. kick. Other than that, you don't see him really throw a towel, and it's very unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'll never forget what Mark Hunt, Stipe Miocic. Oh, my God. Mark Hunt took, like, 350 punches, mm-hmm. and it took, like, it should have been stopped at the third round, but the fifth round, they're like, all right, we yeah. don't need to see any more of this. But I, I know you want to go out on your shield and you want to be a warrior, but enough's enough yeah. sometimes. That was that. It was that was just brutal. It Especially brutal for a great prospect. Yeah, it's, you can't do it. was. I mean, that was also, it was just brutal to watch. And the, like, you know he's not, he had no chance of winning the fight. He's taking unnecessary damage. And we spoke about this with the McGregor-Mayweather fight, where you don't need him to take more unnecessary head, head trauma. Yeah. And <laughs> he took a lot of unnecessary head trauma in that third round. It was it was brutal. Yeah. brutal to watch. Some fighters are just crazy. Like I, I, one of my favorite MMA podcasts is Phone Booth Fighting. It's where Frank Mir and Richard Hunter. And Frank Mir always says, like, let me take that one extra punch. Yeah. If I have to die like that, I'd rather do that for my pride and what I stand for. I'm like, all right, man. This is why me and Alan are not fighters. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. I know you started in like 1998. You know, long live uh, blood and guts. But geez. Like when I heard that statement, I, I cringe. But let's get to judging. There's been so many bad decisions over the years. We're not going to get into all of them. But just what can be done to improve judging? That's one of the biggest questions surrounding I mean, I would say that's right up there with the whole fire union situation. Yeah. What's like one thing you would love to see be implemented? I mean, I know I've, I've heard a couple people reference this and I know, uh, I believe it's kickboxing that does it. They, they show the judges scorecards in between rounds. Um, which is, it makes for, it makes a big, I think it makes a big difference for the fighters, uh, and the fans watching. You're not, I guess you wouldn't be as surprised by this, like, egregious decision that that comes out but but uh i think that's something that they should at least look into other organizations do it as far as other sports um boxing doesn't have it boxing has like the 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 mock like rounds that they yeah, put yeah, up yeah. every round but uh oh okay like max carmen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's what, um so i i think that's something that they should probably look into um other than that i don't know how much you can fix without like you're you, like changing the landscape yeah it's, it's, it would be too kind of insane to like i don't know what do you do like because the issue is do? you know like some athletic commissions having accepted the new rules yeah like involving the the one hand on the ground with yeah. the knee mm-hmm. like that's a prime example so that's concern but i would just like to see them get credit more towards like defending takedowns because if you mm-hmm. yeah if you've seen the rule book they don't really give you uh credit for stop, stuffing a takedown yeah it's just all right that's his term of defense but how are you going to reward someone? Oh, because he's pushing action or reward someone yeah. for shooting a takedown, even though it could be reckless as hell and doesn't really get anywhere. Or even if you land a takedown, but he guy gets back up three, four seconds later, that's another frustrating yeah. thing. Like, now, this didn't affect the title fight at all, so no, maybe yeah. I'm making bad examples here. But my point is I, I just wish judges more accountable. Now, we could hope that they just know more about MMA in general. Like There's some yeah. terrible MMA judges that mm-hmm. are based from boxing, yeah. which doesn't help. And I don't know what they could have done to solve this fight because once again, the Nunez winning wasn't that controversial yeah. to me. Like I didn't think she deserved it, but whatever. Yeah. There's been far worse uh, decisions, but at the same time, I, I I just wish judges were more accountable. Like I think uh, with the uh, I was an NBA maybe like, in terms of fishing. And now this goes more into the refs that uh, they actually do interviews and they actually talk afterwards yeah, about they why they a, do this. Yeah. Like just to be held more accountable. Yeah. That's, that, that's, I, that's a great idea actually to hold them accountable. I know Aljamain Sterling had like a bone to pick with uh, a lot of the judges because they come from boxing backgrounds. They don't really That's judge. the worst thing. Yeah. yeah. They don't Especially judge in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. They don't judge kicks as well. So he, uh, I, 
forgot if he has like two split decision like really close losses recently uh probably with, with two fights where but he I was guess Sun Sal was one yeah uh, Sun Sal was one and there was one maybe Brian Caraway I think yeah it was a Caraway fight also yeah, those I two thought, fights I thought he handily lost yeah. that but okay uh, well yeah, yeah you know fighters but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was probably the the Sun Sal but he was he was saying that um it was a split decision and he was saying that you they haven't they don't judge kicks at all like they're not they're not giving me points the same way that you do in in like Muay Thai you get points for for kicks and checking kicks and you don't you don't get the same the same scoring system that you do from other other um, mixed martial arts another big issue is fighters that are, are landing on the ground like in terms of causing elbows yeah like you saw what Neil Manny did to Johnny Hendricks yeah. uh, last year like these judges don't even look at what, the, what you do on the ground whether yeah. it's uh going for submissions or landing elbows or just cause more damage. Like they'll give credit to guy just yeah. he's in top position, even though he could just be totally laying there mm-hmm. or just looking to catch his breath. That's another frustrating yeah. thing. Except that fight was actually properly officiated. I think Maggie ended up getting Yeah, Maggie went Las Vegas yeah. salute. <laughs> but it that's one thing. Like just being more more highly educated with grappling. I yeah. think that's the biggest thing yeah, with judging. Definitely. And to so much connected with this fight, like I don't know what exactly we kept because it was so close. But maybe give credit to Shevchenko for I don't know if she landed more strikes, mm-hmm. but you could tell like she was dodging more strikes yeah, and she was more, just more control. Yeah. Like she commanded the octagon. I I know some people saying octagon controls one of the more BS things. Mm-hmm. But to me, Nunez, what did she really accomplish yeah. in that fight? Yeah. That's why I look back on like she landed more significant strikes, but were they really that significant? Yeah, you see that a lot too. You see, I mean, I know it's round by round, but you see, you see people who Bisping, uh, Bisping Hendo is a great example of this for one second guy, fight. Yeah, the second okay, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Sense. Yeah, my fault. <laughs> uh, that first round of UFC 100. <laughs> don't remember it, but it might have been competitive. Uh, but Bisping's face was just completely obliterated, and then Henderson looked like he hadn't been in a fight except for his cardio. I'll defend Bisping on this. I don't like to completely rate like facial yeah. damage because some fighters just have, have the bad scars. Scar exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, the Diaz brothers are infamous for that, and yeah. this is guys that bleed a lot. So yeah. I don't like to always pinpoint that, but save time. Handle and two knockdowns. Yeah. Like, I don't know what more he could have done it, but. Uh, that's but that's I, I, maybe not so much as the facial damage, but just like the damage in general that you saw that one person took compared to the yeah, yeah that something that's more definitive. That, that's yeah. what I don't understand with some judging. It's like you clearly can see that a fighter has outperformed somebody. Yeah. Like, it, is it really that hard to recognize? Like, if you see someone that's pretty much yeah. handled someone, like I don't understand. Like, how is it so difficult to comprehend? That's what frustrated frustrated me so much about GSP Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you possibly? botch that yeah i mean and i forgot if it, i think it was the gavin tucker fight as well that some judge gave it a 29 27 score which was absolutely they had tucker winning winning around which was absolutely i don't know if that's home because he was is he canadian i'm pretty yeah, sure he's canadian, canadian. yeah so he fought on the, on the Derek Lewis card the, the halifax card yeah. yeah um it's like what he got there was 130 25 or 130 24 yeah there was a 30 24 and then there was a 29 27 i don't know how that happened 30 24 hey we need more of those in the sport, <laughs> and I think they've been they've been more lenient with ten eights. That that's the new rule is that got There was one fight back in the day. Oh, it was so it was very depressing to watch. It was Ryan Bader versus Anthony Proch. Mm-hmm. I think Bader landed at least two hundred strikes, and <laughs> he had uh, he was he had a uh, top control for at least eleven minutes. They all scored a thirty twenty seven. <laughs> everyone just like. 
that was most obvious 30 24 i think i've ever yeah. seen in my life it's it's so, just ridiculous that's one good thing i'm happy about but that's more of a uh, judging uh that's one oh no, 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 no. sorry totally botched that but <laughs> with the judging like you want to see more 10-8s mm-hmm. especially when these fights get close like, yeah you, it could only matter and especially now with like we even mentioned the fight nunez with the fingers yeah, yeah very yeah. annoying yeah I know at one point, uh, at one point, Joe Rogan said that he's going to take a point off because he stopped the fight. McCarthy was very vocal yeah, about that. Yeah. And I was surprised by it because we never really seen Nunez do that before. Yeah. And it was pretty blatant, too. Mm-hmm. I, I was really surprised. That, like, that's one thing. Because uh, we're talking about judging, but it co- kind of corresponds with officiating. Like, yeah. it all connects to the. Yeah. Because we just want the sport to be run properly. Yeah. Like, it's so hard. And it it is I do understand it's a hard thing to do because you have these all these commissions saying different things, not adopting new rules. Like it's it that that's a major 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 issue in the sport is the fact that it's run by commissions and not yeah. really like by an organization. So they can't. I know they can't. I know they said like uh, an organization can't say as far as judges or or refs go. They can't say. Listen, uh, I mean they can't ban this guy from their event, but they can say like I don't want. Mario Yamasaki doing my fights anymore, and they and for the most part the the commission will like agree and not send him there. But but uh, I would like to see I guess the UFC or Bellator an organization have more control of those things. I know that's kind of a tough ask, um, probably an impossible ask. But I wish I flight commissions follow California. I think California is the premier. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially with the doing weight cutting. Yeah, doing a really good job, and mm-hmm. you really don't see much controversial stuff going on there. Because a few months ago, I show in New York. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be sweating through that just based on all the shenanigans that have gone down there. But let's quickly touch on the flyweight division. Unfortunately, Demetrius Johnson did not have an opportunity to break Anderson Silva's record. We didn't get to see the goat yeah. currently. That made any sense. That's more of a shot, John Jones, for breaking our hearts. But uh, Demetrius Johnson, where does he go from here? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing they're just gonna rebook the fight. That's what it, what it seems like they're gonna do uh, for. I don't know if they're and probably not two sixteen, but but sometime in the near future. Put, put that on like on Fox or put on Fox Sports One. Yeah, yeah, but did, is he gonna want to do that, Demetrius? I mean, I, they, there's such not a, putting that on MSG. Is, well, uh, no, definitely stint, not. Yeah, but um, I, I think you for for a guy like Demetrius, you have to put him with somebody with a McGregor with John Jones, who's probably never coming back, <laughs> but <laughs> with like a bigger fight because he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. I know they stuck him on Fox. For yeah. for the uh, Wilson Hayes fight, right? Um, you could put him on Fox, I guess, but but he he's so good, he's so talented. And I don't get how like he doesn't, he's not. They don't market him. Put my fight past, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> like what is this? <laughs> the thing is, can you really trust Ray Bory again? Because he's had history issues in the past. Yeah, like I, I, like what makes him deserving of getting another shot? I mean, to be completely honest, I would I would go Cejudo over him, or even Pettis, just or, one of those yeah. two. But 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 the problem is both those guys have. I mean, Cejudo probably doesn't have that long of a time. Pettis was was that a month ago about? Yeah, I don't get. You don't have to rush this. Like have Demetrius fight the end of the year, if anything, yeah, or another, a few months. Who knows? Yeah, because he doesn't get out of shape at camp. He's, yeah, he's a true professional. Yeah, I just don't get why they're obligated to give Borland a fight. Like, he lost his opportunity. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah, that was a bail. And then I saw quotes that like they ran to each other in the airport and Borg wouldn't even look in the eyes. Like, 
you had your chance. Yeah. And when you know you've had history in the past of this. And didn't he like say didn't involve the weight cut? I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, he because I the perfecting athletes who have have seemed to have a few issues with with people cutting weight, but um that was who was sponsoring him and him. They had said, oh, it wasn't involved with the weight cut, and then he came back and said, basically they're fired, and they don't have the right to speak for me, which is was implying that it was about the weight cut. Who else have they worked with? I've never heard of them before. Um, there was someone recently. Uh, uh, give me a second. I'll look this up. But but um, so I never heard of them before. And usually you see your Dolce's and George Lockhart's when it comes to weight cutting. Yeah. Like when I saw this, I was like, who is he working with? But I don't know. It's just, I don't know why he doesn't just move up to 135 if he's having his problems. Like John Lineker's had success up there. And I know John Lineker is a freak of nature when it comes to fights. Like he's he's the one percent, but it's, once again these weight cuts can't keep going on because they're just so gruesome. And I think that was his third time, right? Third time missing weight. He missed career. weight. He pulled up. He pulled out of. The I know he. Was, yeah, that's why I remember the most. And I think there was one other occasion. Uh, but it just to lose the main fight because so it's been two of the last three. If I'm yeah. If, Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it's rough to, to be able to say, like, this guy deserves this title shot again. Because <laughs> you're taking a risk. Unless yeah. you put on a co-main with number, But you want to see Mighty Mouse get his moment. Yeah. Like or Mighty. I don't know what's going on with that guy. I'm just going to call Mighty Mouse for <laughs> Have you heard about that? I did not hear about that. Uh, according to him, he's going to be known as Mighty now. It's just... Oh, why? Why drop him a mouse? I don't know. Something happened with him. I don't know. <laughs> These guys. Like, once you have a nickname, just stick yeah, with just... it. I'll never forget when Hector Lombard, who we're going to talk about shortly... <laughs> Uh, start calling himself lightning. No, he went from lightning, lightning to show weather because <laughs> yeah, he could fight in any weather. <laughs> like, That's unless, gotta be one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Like, oh man, like why? Just like I mean, you could say I train in any weather, but you train in Florida and it's beautiful over there. So as for sure. But anyway, look, we'll see what happens with the flyweight division. It's it's uh, as usual, full of uh, questions and not a lot of clarity, but. Hopefully, Mighty Mouse gets his moment. Or Mighty Johnson does not sound good. Yeah, stick with Mighty Mouse. Please, UFC, let's make a good decision here. Let's try to get him on backup board. But all right. That section of the show. Going to get into this Pittsburgh card. Can't remember that. Pittsburgh, they did a show there last year. I think Cerrone fought the other cowboy. Yeah, shout out to Jonathan Webb. He fought on that card also, who's who's a guest of our show. Oh, yeah. Damn, that's right. That was only last year, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. But I think I think that was Anthony Anthony Smith made his debut on that card. Who's another another up and coming like Anthony Smith's fight on this yeah, card, and he's fighting on this yeah, one again. So. He might be from there. I don't know. He's I think he's he's fought in the CFFC. He was a champion there, but I don't know. If they, they should put more East Coast uh, uh, fighters on this card. Uh, no, he's from Corpus Christi, Texas. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe oh. <laughs> maybe he just has a Pittsburgh connection. Okay. Well, kind of bizarre given that Triple G Canelo is happening this weekend. Yeah, I, I guess take. Fox Sports is just obligated to. Have have a card here but it's a pretty decent card given that uh they have so many shows the next six to eight weeks like yeah you just had to fill them out i was really surprised to see a ride hall versus christoph jocko buried on the prelims i don't know who pissed off who but yeah. that's a two top five two top 15 middleweights i should say mm-hmm. right hall once had potential being top five so that's why i probably mentioned it 
There, there are some really like intriguing fights on this card. You go with the Uriah Hall Gustav Joko fight. That's obviously he's one. been out for. I would say he hasn't fought since oh, Musasi. Yeah, yeah. Musasi too. And Jocko's awesome. coming off that awful day of bench yeah. fight. Oh, yeah, do not even remember. But he <laughs> he had some good moments with Jocko during that. I think he had like a four fight winning streak. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty compelling fight. Uh, I'm a little. I want to say biased because I call the fight as I see it. I try to be as objective as possible. But Uriah Hall out of all the fighters I've ever passed, coolest dude. Yeah. Awesome guy, man. I've also hung out with him. I hung out with him at Gaslam one night. It was after Adam Hunter's comedy show. Shout out to Adam Hunter, MMA roasting. <laughs> but, oh, man, a right hole. It was his B-day. And he, like, it was like 1 a.m. He was doing pull-ups on uh, like outside. This, it was like on, one of those. Yeah, it was like on 7th yeah. and 29th. We were just outside a place. And, oh, he, like... Even though he weighed around like 220 at the time, he was just off. Oh, ripped. He's ripped, yeah. Like, there's like no body fat on him. Like, he's a terrific athlete, but yeah. I don't know. He's not a very good defensive fighter. Like, I was really surprised to see Brunson just blitzkrieg him. Yeah. Like, he just combed that right. And mm-hmm. Hall's never been very good on the ground. So, I hope he's made the adjustments. I, I do like that he took 10 months to reevaluate mm-hmm. everything because he's on three fight losing skid. Yeah. So. Like, I think the UFC views him as, I don't know if they view him as asset because they got him buried on the prelims, <laughs> but he's a notable name at least, right? Yeah, I mean, he he's also a human highlight reel. He, he has probably yeah. one of the greatest knockouts of all time. They'll never fighter. take away from that. Yeah. I'm still pissed that that fight against Anderson never happened. Yeah. Like, say what you want about fight, both fighters. That, that could have easily been a, a dud, given that both <laughs> their styles could be uh, a lot of one strike, a lot of flashiness, a lot of whiffing, but just... The possibility of what could happen between those two, like mm-hmm. I, I still think, like that has to happen someday. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but maybe Arya wins here. Other than that, I'm not really feeling much off the prelims. Um, you know, same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I you got Luke, Luke Sand, Luke, uh, yeah, Luke Sanders. He came off the, he was beaten up on Yuri Alcantara and got submitted. Like, oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> that was on. I think that was the Woodley card. I could be completely wrong about that, but I, okay. I remember that fight. Um, Anyone else in the prelims? I mean, you have uh, one of Francis and Ganu's victims. Yeah, Anthony Hamilton. Hamilton. That Kamara, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah. He just cranked that. Oh my God! Just one of those freak of nature moments. MMA's next superhuman fighter, Francis and Gano. MMA's best prayer for like their version of Anthony Joshua. <laughs> now that John Jones is, is yeah. just. We don't, we don't talk about him, but let's get to May card. Kamar Usman, who I think is one of the more up-and-coming prospects in the world yeah, division. Yeah, big fan. Yeah. I don't know much about Sergio Marais, though. I don't. I can't say I know much that yeah. much either. Like, I feel like he's been better than the prelims, yeah. but I hear his name here or there. But Kamar Usman, he's one of the best grapplers in that division. I know he was calling out Maya. I think it's a good, it's a good thing to bring him up slowly because he's actually one of the better fighters coming off the Ultimate Fighter in terms yeah. of success because mm-hmm. a lot of these Ultimate Fighter whether they're winners or at least finalists, they've kind of faded away, but Usman just continues building up the ranks. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to see how he looks, even though this might be somewhat of a favorable matchup. Yeah, you have, opening up the prelims, you have the heavyweight battle with Justin Ledette and Zuin Yago. Main card? Did I say the prelims? Yeah. Yeah, I meant the main card, sorry. But that's interesting. <laughs> that jab. He throws a nasty yeah, jab. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but Zuin Yawu was, he was on the, the Tuesday Night Contender Series. He's another CFFC guy. I've watched, like, I've been to two of his fights now. Uh, he he doesn't do much. He's a short heavyweight, uh, but he throws with a lot of power, which is what you get from a lot of heavyweights. 
Uh, I, I mean, I'll be interested to see. Yeah, Ledet's definitely going to have a speed advantage, I think. That, like you said, he has a really nasty jab. Uh, and Zunyan just picked up this fight today, apparently, or yesterday. So. Uh, oh, yeah, because he used to fight some Russian, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, so, Soninsky? Oh, wow. So, uh, oh, man, heavyweight, short notice. notice yeah. <laughs> oh, he's going to be winding like two minutes. Yeah, exactly. I, I fear for him. Yeah. Uh, after that, what else do we have on this card? I don't know much about Gregor or Jalipsy, Jason Gonzalez, but lightweights. Hey, look, lightweights always deliver. Mm -hmm. I will say that much. Gillespie's a New York kid too. He, fought, yeah, I think he fights MMA Long Island. Um, Longo? He, um, Long Island MMA. I'm sorry, that's what that's where he fights out of. I think Chris Wade is there. Oh, okay. Uh, so that, those that he's another lightweight. Uh, okay. Some good guys around him. He fought. He made his UFC. I think he made his UFC debut recently. Um. Could be completely wrong about that. Also, I'm pretty sure he did though. He calls himself the Gift. Oh, I thought it meant like the the Gift meaning like the actual. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that would be pretty uh, ballsy. I actually would like that. It's kind of audacious to call himself the Gift, but yeah, he beat Andrew Holbrook in his UFC. Oh no, he's he first of all he beat. I have no idea who this is, so I'm not even going to attempt to say his name. But he beat somebody <laughs> in uh, Cyborg Land Landisburg card, and then he beat he fought on the. Uh, Cormier Rumble card, the most recent one, beat Andrew Holbrook. Oh, so he was on that Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, the first notable fight on this main Performance card. Performance of the night on the way on that card. Oh, okay. Knockout. So be on the lookout for that. So Hector Lombard versus Anthony Smith. There was a time where Hector Lombard was the most terrifying person on this planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What has happened? I don't know. Look, I know he failed the drug test, but for him to just fade away like this, it's just... It's been staggering. He hasn't won a fight officially since Jake Shields back in 2014. And that was the fight where people were like, oh, wow, okay. He's going to fight for a title. Because Jake Shields' time was on like a five-fight winning streak. Jake Shields come off a win against Damian Maia in Brazil, which is damn impressive. And Lombard just ragged all of them. But, you know, he tested positive after a burger fight. Then he lost to Magni in kind of humiliating fashion. That Dan Hendo, <laughs> Dan Sazaka as well. <laughs> and then he, he lost to Hendricks in a pretty lackluster affair. So... I don't know what much he has left because Lombard, besides the judo background, his success is built off explosiveness. And yeah. You just don't see that same pop anymore. I know he's much older now, mm -hmm. but I think this is Anthony Smith's fight to lose. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Smith's up and coming too. He's 3-1, and one, I think, in the UFC. Um, he had a big, big win over... Uh, what was, yeah, he had a big win over Andrew Sanchez recently. Oh, okay. That's, that's a nice win for him. Yeah. Uh, like I said, yeah, like you just said, I'm sorry. This is this is definitely his fight to lose. I don't really see much left in Hector Lombard. Because Lombard's always at a disadvantage at middleweight because he's short and stocky. Yeah, yeah. He's always trying to throw it over and right, and he just misses. Guesses like, out. <laughs> that's another issue because that's why I thought he was so good at 170, but yeah. I understand he can't really make that cut anymore because yeah. he's just so stocky. Mm -hmm. Like He's one of those guys where if they made a 175 vision, he'd be good for it. Yeah. Like that, could, like him and Hendricks, that could be there. Well, I don't know about Hendricks anymore, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of fortunate, cause, dude. There was a time where Hector Lombard looked so terrifying. Like dude, he ran down Nate Marquardt one fight. Like mm -hmm. it was just like watching a bully beat down. It was unbelievable. And just now, like, you just don't see the same. Like him against Hendricks was pretty depressing to watch. Cause I was saying, I was like, wow, both these guys are fighting at one eighty five. Yeah, <laughs> this this easily could have been a title fight like two years ago, if both stayed on course. And now it's just they're both pretty much fighting these just, I don't want to say show up for a paycheck, but just probably at this point, try to keep your career going. So Yeah. Next fight, co-main event, Mike Perry versus Tiago Alves. Very compelling. Yeah, definitely very compelling. Violence, 
personified. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know this This is a big fight for Mike Perry. Uh, big fight for Alves, too, I would, I would say. Alves, he... Is he still? He, I know he lost to Condit, then he lost to Jim Miller. Beat Patrick, Patrick Cote. That was yeah. a very yeah. fun fight. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he looked very smooth in that. Yeah, um, and Mike Perry is just like a knockout machine. I know his hype train got derailed a little bit by uh, by Juban. Yeah, and uh, then he came right back and but he knocked out Ellenberger, I think, after that. <sighs> God, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> like that. If it wasn't for Barboza and Paul Daly, that could have been knockout of your yeah, contender. Definitely. He left Ellenberg just on the ground. Yeah. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but it's I love the contrasting styles of this because you got Perry, this wild striker. Yeah. Just every strike he throws is with violent, <laughs> vicious intentions. He just he just looking yeah. to put you on a stretcher. While Tiago Lava is vi- very violent himself, but he's more technical, yeah. he's more patient, mm-hmm. throw leg kicks. So this is going to be a very cool contrast of styles here, even though this is going to be primarily strike. I don't see any grappling. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. You pretty much summed it up perfectly. I, 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 I want to see Mike Perry, if he could get, get another knockout. Uh, Who'd you lean here? Probably Alves. Cause it's the most compelling fight on the card. Yeah. To me. In terms of, uh, who's matchup, like yeah. actual matchup. Yeah. yeah. Like I, like this is pretty close to call. I'm leaning yeah. Alves too. But you can't arrest me. Perry's just yeah. aggression. Like he is just—he's reckless, but mm-hmm. he's fearless. Yeah. And when you're going against a, these veterans, you're looking at a guy like Ellenberger and now Tiago Alves. You need to be somewhat fearless. Yeah. No, you need to be observant. You can't just keep your chin high. You can't not check leg kicks. Yeah. <laughs> you just—you have to be somewhat composed. But I want to see Perry get after it. Yeah. And especially against Alves, where. Even at points in that Cote fight, like the output wasn't always there, and I think he mm-hmm. is still somewhat diminished after all those injuries. Yeah. So, yeah. I think Perry has a decent chance. I would lean Alves, though. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see another Ellenberger-type knockout. Oh, <laughs> he he just goes on a, I don't want to say Legends tour, but like just yeah. slang the slang a couple of former top ten welterweights. Yeah, so that'd be cool. Anyway, main event: Luke Rockhold's finally back. Someone I genuinely enjoy watching. I think arguably the best middleway in the world. Facing David Branch? Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> An odd, odd pick, especially after the, the, the performance that Branch just had. It's not like he like burned down the house. <laughs> Are they like really promoting? Because I haven't seen much promotion for it. Are they I promoting? saw the first promo was on was during... Uh, 215. That's, that was the first promo I saw, at least. Are they kind of hyping up that he used to be a two more four... A uh, former two-way champ? I don't think so. I mean, he should. Yeah, I, that's I guess. Because people like people don't really know who he is. David Branch, like he's a very good grappler, and he's pretty. Like this might be one of the few fights for Luke Rockle where I'm not sure if he's gonna have the size advantage. So Rockle's a massive one eighty five. Like besides the Wyman fight, I think Rockle almost all of his opponents he's outsized. Maybe mm-hmm. not Jacare. That's another one that's kind of big, but but it's gonna be interesting to see because Rockle, you seem will go for takedowns at some point and uh, if the fight's compelling or not uh, competitive because who knows Rocco would just land a liver kick and it's all over because Rocco yeah. just so diverse but he needs to be cautious though like he can't afford to get sloppy we saw what happened last time yeah. like and this is this is his fight to lose obviously yeah and he, he's <laughs> great quote from Luke Rockhold better bring it up right now it's he, he goes to be honest I don't really know much about about him speaking about uh David Branch I've watched his, him fight a couple of times. 
he tries to act hard like he's from Brooklyn, but he fights like he's from the Hamptons. Ah, <laughs> I like the Hamptons, so I don't know. I take a little offense. <laughs> Uh, but but I mean, look, David Branch. He he teaches jujitsu. He's a black belt in jujitsu. He's he's got. This. He go hold his own on yeah. the ground. It, yeah. It's on the feet that there's major questions. Yeah. So I mean, at the same time, Luke Rockhold is like you said. He I I think he's the best. I, you can make an argument he's the best fighter in the world. But uh, I could somewhat believe that. Um. But yeah, like this isn't this isn't that compelling. To it's me. a showcase fight. Yeah. Exactly, that's what it is. Yeah, I know he's calling out Bisping a lot right now, also, but there's too much going on with that for even to. Come yeah, right I don't know now. if you want to consider that, but I'm curious: Has David Branch ever gone five rounds? I'm trying to look this up right now because obviously fights five rounds, and you're talking about someone that's battle tested, that's gone through it all through five rounds. You're talking about that's Luke Rockhold. Yeah. So, I don't know. oh, actually, yeah, he has. He's actually had a couple of uh, uh, WSOF fights. Vinny Magalhaes, he went five rounds with Clifford Stark. So, all right, he has some experience. Just. Just a competition, yeah. major eyebrow raising. Yeah, you, you're going from Christoph Joko, who's now buried on the <laughs> on the undercard, to fighting Luke Rockhold, who, who wow. was the champion. Yeah, wow, Dave Branch fought Husamar Palhares. I couldn't believe. Wow. And wait, is he fought Rumble? Wow, he's fought yeah. Rumble. So, so this was right. this was something that I did want to point out. Uh, he he took Rumble to a decision, which I I know at the t- like it was catch weight 195. Yeah, so I assume Rumble was very. <laughs> Yeah, not there. But but <laughs> still, that 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 means he took. He definitely, you take a beating when you fight Rumble. You oh yeah, you get Andre Arlovsky. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I mean, this guy he, he could he could take a shot. Uh, he has very good jujitsu. He's good, had a, got a good ground game, but I just don't think it's enough. I don't think he's nearly as skilled. Yeah, as I'm gonna Rockwell. say Rockwell catches him with elbow three minutes and finishes him on the ground in the first round. You're saying? Yeah, rear naked choke. Getting very specific, he said. El- <laughs> Can catch him a short elbow, then get take his back. Luke Rockhold, one of his favorite things to do, get that rear naked. I want to see if there's a feeling out process with Rockhold. I don't know if there will be. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. He's gonna finish him in the second round TKO. Because Rockhold, is, when he lost to Vitor in pretty humiliating fashion, he came right back against Costa Field, who hit yeah. him with two liver kicks over in one round. Yeah. So Rockhold, his mind's right. He will get after. Like he might be this very high intelligent fighter, but he'll get after it. And I can see him. I can see him come out immediately, just because he has some a point to prove. He needs to go in there, take out Dave Branch, and reclaim his spot as one of the top contenders. Is this the longest layoff that he's had? I know, like possibly in like recent he's, memory. He's been out for like fourteen months, yeah. which is not good for a guy. Yeah, he's coming off injury, the knee injury. So. Uh, a tough breakup with Demi Lovato. I don't know how tough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a pretty cool car. I I think Rockhold's one of my favorite fighters to watch. He's so yeah. fascinating to watch. Like that fight against Wyman, I was so excited. Like if they did a rematch, I would love it because <laughs> the rivalry's there and I just think two very similar fighters. I think Rockhold's the more creative striker yeah. while Wyman's the better wrestler. Mm-hmm. But two physically similar fighters and with just outstanding skill sets. I like to see that again. But yeah, a lot, a lot that you could do for Rockhold after this fight. I mean, we're all assuming he's gonna win. I'm, I, I would, I would hope he's gonna win. Yeah. But uh, I would love to see, like I said, Yo, Romero. If, if uh, Branch wins, man, he does it for Brooklyn. So <laughs> yeah, W S O F. Those five hundred fans with their fists up. In the <laughs> but all right, Eric, where can I find you on Twitter? You guys could check me out on Twitter at its underscore Delgado. I T S underscore D E L G A D O. Alan. 
You can find me at Alan underscore Sturk. That's A-L-L-E-N underscore S-T-R-K. You can find us on iTunes. We're up there. Yep. Feel free to give us a review. We will do them. If you give it to us, we'll give you a shout out and we'll read the review on air because uh, we appreciate all the support we can get. And we're still up on SoundCloud. Still, yeah, still up on SoundCloud. We, we're up on, like Alan said, on, on the podcast app on iTunes. Uh, you guys can send us some questions, whatever whatever you guys have on Twitter, we'll be happy to answer them. There's gonna be events almost every week now, so yeah. now we're getting it back into the balance. We're mm-hmm. we'll got we got some things cooked up, and hopefully now that we're on a steady schedule, we could uh, find that balance. <laughs> oh, we got it! Oh, I thought you I thought you clicked the button. <laughs> Outtakes already, but uh, anyway, we'll see you next week. I think we want Japan next week. Yeah. All right, man. Pride, baby, never <laughs> dies. Yeah, we better edit that.